Is this Armed Forces Bowl going to be just like the 2009 Texas Bowl against Navy all over again? Well, I sure hope not, but also Desiree Reed Francois sure seems like she's being a rather proactive athletic director so far. And also some thoughts on Missouri's basketball team against Eastern Illinois yesterday. Coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to see my face as well. I tell you, it's going to be a fun episode of Locked on Mizzou, but hopefully it's going to be a more fun bowl game than what I'm imagining right now because I'm starting to worry that this game is going to be like the 2009 Texas Bowl all over again. At least that's the vibes I'm getting right now because... Here's the thing, if you think about it, you look at it objectively, you look at the advanced stats from back in the day, and really, the 2009 Missouri team that went 8-5, and five, Denario Alexander, had just a monster, monster first-team All-American type campaign at receiver. Maybe the best individual season I've ever seen by a Missouri skill position player, to be honest. So, you know, just objectively speaking, that 2009 squad was better than this 2021 Missouri team. I hate to say it. And unfortunately, that team got boat raced by Navy that year, 35 to 13. Yeah, I still have anchors away playing in my head from that game. That's how depressing that thing was. Not only did Navy score 35 points, It just seemed like they were getting first downs at will, and just over and over again, Missouri was out of position, was being cut blocked, which was clearly something our front seven wasn't enjoying or used to, and I'm just getting the same vibes this time around, because truthfully, I think this Army team, not only is this Missouri team not on par with the 2009 Tigers, well, I think this Army squad is actually better than Navy was back in 2009 as well. In fact, Army, a very underrated squad, and if you haven't actually paid attention really closely this season to the the larger landscape of college football, really Army is about as tough of a matchup as Missouri could have possibly gotten. And that's forget about the option-style service academy football that Army plays. If you just look objectively on paper – Statistically, this was as good of an opponent as Missouri was going to play. And on top of that, obviously, for most of the season, stopping the run has been a gigantic weakness for the Tigers. But of course, the second half of the season, it got quite a bit better, at least statistically speaking, at least on paper. But I hate to say it, I think the low point was Texas A&M, October 16th, after you had seen North Texas run the ball for over 200 yards against Missouri, after you had seen Tennessee put up 62 points on Missouri the previous week, 
Well, obviously, we had hit a serious low point there. But then you just look at the schedule following the Aggies. Who did Missouri really play? Well, obviously, they played number one Georgia in Athens. And while the run defense was okay, Missouri still got outclassed in that game easily. Let's take the rest of the games. Vanderbilt. Well, we know Vanderbilt's not very good. South Carolina and Florida. Both Missouri wins at home. The problem is neither one of those teams could throw the football, right? So I I just have to question a little bit. Not that Missouri doesn't deserve a lot of credit for improving their run defense toward the second half of the season. But as always, I think it's important to contextualize everything and realize that Missouri's schedule got quite a bit easier in some ways down the stretch, at least in terms of the actual passers that Missouri had to face. See, against Texas A&M and Tennessee, while clearly those teams like to run the ball, clearly they also had the threat of the pass. I'm not sure that South Carolina or Florida ever really did. Now, Army is not big on passing either, but they're just such an unusual style with so many different ways that they can run the football. I just worry with a relatively short period of time for Missouri to be prepared You know, it just seems like it's going to be difficult. It really does. But to Missouri's favor, that game is going to be played in two weeks. And again, this Saturday, Army right now putting all of its efforts, I'm sure, into winning that Navy game. Obviously, that's that's their Missouri-Kansas. Obviously, every single year, the most important game for them. So that's an advantage for Missouri that they'll only have about a week and a half to prepare for the Tigers fully. But at the same time, Missouri, I I don't know how you, with your scout team or whatever it is, I don't know how you replicate what Army does. And right now, if you look at the line over at betonline.ag, Missouri is still hanging in there as a a three-and-a-half-point underdog. But quite honestly, uh, if I were an objective better, if I wasn't a Missouri fan, I might take Army and give the points there, three-and-a-half just doesn't seem like enough. I just think on paper, again, Army is the superior team, and it seems like in these types of situations, it's really hard to prepare for that service academy-style offense, as we Tiger fans saw about a dozen years or so ago in the Texas Bowl. And speaking of bowl season, of course, bowl season is about to kick off in a big way, and if you want to Make a little bit of money on the side. I have an idea for you. It's our friends at Prize Picks, a leader in college sports, daily fantasy, offering more college football props than anybody in the industry. And of course, they have all the stars from the Power Five and also mid-major players. Perhaps, I don't know, somebody for the Army Black Knights that you might think is either going to go over, going to go under. Who the heck knows? But regardless of what you think, they've got... Just about any type of prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown by the quarterback. And feel free to combine any of these props together and win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus those projected numbers, which is why prize picks is the simplest way to play daily fantasy. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Or go to any of your app stores. Again, that's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Be sure to use that promo code Locked On for your hundred percent 
instant deposit match up to $100. Gabe DeArman from PowerMizzou.com on his Twitter feed tried to contextualize some attendance numbers for Missouri fans over the past three seasons. And I'll say three seasons because we can't count 2020, right? The socially distanced, limited seating, what does that tell you about attendance? Absolutely nothing. So Gabe went back to 2019 where he showed that Missouri averaged about 54,000 people per game, whereas in 2021, about, well, 7,500 less than that, 46,000 per game, which is a drop of 14%. Overall, nationally, attendance down from 2019, about six and a half percent. So again, Missouri down 14% attendance wise from 2019, whereas the nation down about six and a half. But for some even more context, as Gabe pointed out, considering Missouri's actual performance on the football field during that time frame, well, their attendance in 2021 actually lined up about where you would expect. So I guess the bottom line is, yeah, the the overall trend, and you can see this throughout even professional sports, certainly the NFL, you can see it every Sunday in many different locations, but just live attendance just seems to keep coming down over the past few years. But obviously Missouri dropping even more so. So obviously the number one remedy for this problem is, hey, win more football games. Duh, right? We we all understand this. But I like that our new athletic director, Desiree Reed Francois, seems to be going further than that. And a lot of and a lot of that was was talk in her press conference, but now she seems to be backing it up with action. And I say this on a, for a couple different reasons. Number one, I traveled to Boston. I saw Desiree Reed Francois at the game you know, kissing, kissing, <laughs> shaking hands and kissing babies, whatever the cliche is, doing her whole thing. And she wasn't just hanging out and making the scene, apparently, because as we heard yesterday, well, Missouri is going to make a change with their attendance, the way their seating is structured at Memorial Stadium. Because you may have noticed, for instance, Florida brought a lot of fans to Columbia this year, which is all fine and dandy, but So many of them were sitting directly behind the Florida bench at midfield with absolutely primo seats. And, well, Desiree Reed-Francois apparently traveled to most, if not all, of Missouri's football road games this year, and she noticed, hey, why the heck are we the only ones doing this? Well, it turns out when Missouri decided to switch sidelines a few seasons ago, there was an SEC rule that said, hey, You can't have student sections directly behind the visiting visiting bench. So Missouri's solution was, well, let's just let the road fans sit directly behind the bench. Unfortunately, again, nobody is doing this for Missouri. If you were at Boston like I was, hey, guess what? We were in the corner of the stadium, and that's the way it was. I'm sure at Lexington, Kentucky, and everywhere else that Missouri went on the road this season. And frankly, that's the way it should be. And so the solution, Reed Francois and the whole athletic department, well, they've now moved the Missouri student section, just shifted it over to the side a little bit. And they've also, to me even more importantly, brought back group seating for organizations like 
right, Greek organizations, other student organizations. I think that's a great thing to get the block seating back. Kind of a no-brainer, honestly. I don't know why it ever went away. But especially in a world where you're struggling to fill up the stadium, by all means, let encourage these kids to make football just a, a gigantic social event as much as anything. Because sometimes, you know, certain groups of students – you know, some of them are going to be really into football and some of them aren't. But if it's a fun social gathering where you can go with a dozen of your friends from your same sorority or whatever it might be, well, that's obviously going to be a huge encouraging factor, a huge benefit to actually attending a football game, whether you're literally interested in the actual football happening on the field or not. So, Frankly, I applaud almost everything Reed Francois has done so far. I like that she's being proactive, to use an overrated phrase. But in this case, I think it fits her description. She's actually out there pounding the pavement, talking to people, and taking real action so far. So, so far, so good. Again, my only complaint as a Missouri fan, my only note so far would be, hey, in the south end zone, when the game's going on, the top there of the south end zone. Can we get those black partitions to fold down so I can see the game when I'm going to the bathroom? That's all I ask. Just a little thing there. But hey, DRF, I know you're out there listening. And coming up, I would be remiss if I didn't point out that two Missouri football players have made first team all SEC according to the SEC coaches. You can probably guess who those two young men are quite easily if you've been following this team. But of course, we got to get to that and the Missouri basketball game against Eastern Illinois. Last night, a few tiny encouraging signs. I don't want to go crazy, but let's break down basketball. But first, we got to talk about betonline.ag, where again, I mentioned that Missouri is a three and a half point underdog. By the way, plus 150 on the money line. So, Bet $20 to win 30 if you think Missouri is just going to win straight up. You don't want to deal with all this half-point nonsense. Frankly, who can blame you? I'm always more of a money line guy anyway, especially in that plus 150 range. But as I mentioned before, don't like the matchup for the Tigers, so you know what? I'm just going to take a pass, but as always, there's got to be something at Bet Online that strikes your fancy, something where you think you have an edge. Well, Bet Online remains your number one spot. Whether that edge comes in the form of football, basketball, hockey, the Foyton games, the Vegas casino games, whatever it might be, just when you sign up today, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, promo code LOCKED ON to receive your 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online where the game starts. And by Built Bar, where as always you get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy, and with so many so many flavors to, to choose from, I think you're going to have a difficult time choosing which one is the best for you. But regardless, Built Bar gives you that extra flavor you need to fight through Black Friday shopping or your last second Christmas Day shopping, whatever it might be. But you know what? Because it's the season of peace and love, don't forget to bring your favorite Built Bar flavor to family parties. 
And are you friends with Santa Claus? Well, guess what? Tell Santa to throw a few build bars into that stocking as well. And like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holiday, you need to get your hands on built bar puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through. Different fr- different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe they're filled with protein. But of course, because it's Built Bar, you know it is. So you know what? Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Well, this should come as a shock to absolutely no one, but it's worth noting anyway that Tyler Beatty and Harrison Mevis have both made first team all SEC, and that's the coaches team, by the way. Obviously, a, a, a well deserved honor for both of those young men, and also center Michael Maietti made the second team as well. So, congratulations to Jersey Mike. By the way, Beatty became the first Mizzou running back to land on a first team all conference list since Henry Josie back in 2012. So that seems pretty appropriate considering the Henry Josie versus Tyler Beatty debate that we've had occasionally here on Locked on Mizzou. And and by the way, Harrison Mevis, somehow not a finalist for the Lou Groza Award. How does that make any sense whatsoever? If he's not one of the best kickers in the country, I don't know who is. Old Lou must be spinning in his grave. That's all I know. But by the way, at least the athletic is smart enough to realize Mevis' greatness because they noted while putting Mevis as their first team All-American place kicker that Harrison and his brother Andrew, who kicks for Iowa State, have combined to make 38 of 42 field goals this year. Harrison has been particularly prolific from long range making all three kicks of at least 50 yards, including a 56-yarder to force overtime at Boston College, and 11 of 13 from 40 to 49, also making all 40 of his point-after touchdowns. So obviously, again, shout-out to Harrison Mevis. Incredible season. We're gonna, it's going to be nice to have him back next season. We'll certainly miss Tyler Beatty and Jersey Mike, no doubt about that. But... You know what? Let's transition just for a second to Missouri basketball. I want to touch on it quickly, even though obviously you can't take a whole lot from the Eastern, from that type of opponent, Eastern Illinois. But it was nice to see Trevin Brazil get on the floor because obviously Conzo Martin is very high, not only on his upside, but I was a little bit surprised to hear Conzo say that he thought that Brazil had a pretty darn good shot to actually start this season before whatever his injury or medical issue was that kept him out the first few games of the season. Now, what you can see from Brazil instantly is he certainly is the most bouncy, explosive athlete that we have on the team right now. No question about that. And he actually has to, he seems to have some pretty good body control, you know, on those alley-oops, especially defensively, seems to have good timing a little bit for a guy who is sold to us as being pretty darn raw. So, you know, I don't want to take too much of it from that. It was just nice to see him out there, and I think it was very wise of Conzo Martin to give him a, a significant amount of minutes just to knock off the rust, get the feeling for the college game, because 
if Conzo Martin is going to survive this season, continue forward for the Missouri Tigers, well, guys like Brazil in particular, and also Anton Brookshire, his teammate from Kickapoo and Springfield in high school, well, those kids have to show some signs for the future. They have to show progress and, and potential. Fairly significant ones, too. So, And by the way, speaking of Brookshire, nice to see him knock down a couple threes yesterday because coming out of high school, I really liked his game overall as a, a scoring guard, combo guard, if you will, that can definitely take guys off the dribble, knock down threes. I thought he'd be a really good shooter, but you know what? It seems like he had the ball in his hands a lot in high school. I think that's one one maybe a little bit of adjustment. I think he's having to hit more spot-up shots maybe than he would otherwise. But regardless, I think he just needed to see the ball go in the basket. I think his shooting is going to be absolutely fine. So to me, hopefully this will just get Brookshire going a little bit. Now, the bad part is that was literally the only two three-pointers that Missouri made all day yesterday. Two makes to go along with 17 misses, and that's become all too common of a theme for Missouri. And by the way, also, Boogie Coleman did not play yesterday for, quote, just not meeting team expectations, according to Conzo Martin. He said, well, we'll see when it comes to the Kansas game on Saturday. So obviously a really disappointing start on the court for Boogie Coleman, and you know, you hate to see that happen at this time as well. Doesn't give me a lot of hope for his season for the future, but maybe this will be a wake-up call for the young man, somehow get him going. We'll have to see what happens. But until then, certainly we're going to have more on the Missouri-Kansas basketball game as we move forward here. And whatever comes up in the Missouri beat, the Missouri news cycle, we'll have it all covered for you here on Locked on Mizzou. And, of course, with my unique brand, of Tiger Takes. But you know what? Before we get out of here, just let room, let me remind you that you got to check out Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Get you some really good gambling insight from those two. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Locked on Mizzou.